It's AJ McCall. Drop the mic. It's episode seven ish. Seven-ish, apparently. Maybe 6.4. Who knows? What else? It's our weekly podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And so the last couple of weeks, we've kind of gotten, I guess, personal. There's not really any way to describe it other than that. Because we talked about... Nitty-gritty. Right. We talked about our career in radio. And then last week, we did 10 Things You Didn't Know About Us. So this week, something that I think comes up a lot that I don't know if we... Next, we didn't really address this in, in our radio podcast, but it, something that comes up a lot, not to say that... I don't ever consider myself a celebrity or really in the public eye, but when you deal with, I think, a mass amount of people, the question of, well, put it simply, haters, haters criticism hate. comes up. Players and so I guess this is kind of, this is sort of an extension, I think, of the radio podcast or what it's what we think it's like working at radio a little bit because uh, we didn't address that, but it, it kind of goes along those lines. I think it's something when people talk about how they think it's cool we work in radio, it's something a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. And, like, my the first thing that comes to mind to me uh, when we talk about this is not necessarily, though we did have some criticism, which I'm sure McCall and I will get into, but, like, yeah. what do you do as a person who is feeling down when something like the Vegas Massacre happens However, McCall and I built our show around being silly and light and, you know, we talk about my dating life. We talk about, you know, very light subjects. So now we have to go on air and we want to entertain because that's what people have come to expect. But we're also people who are feeling down because it's a terrible event. And then we also need to inform our listeners what to do. Right. And so I think that's not so much necessarily in the realm of criticism but which, which we there was but like that's something i think when you talk about difficult things to deal with in radio which i'm kind of morphing this into a little bit that's one of the things that comes up because how do you balance that because my normal response like if i was not in radio my that day i probably would have gone to work really wouldn't want to talk to anybody would have just kind of wanted to get through the day right now mccall and i have to go on air and talk for 15 minutes every hour well shoot and that's exactly how i was feeling especially on monday last week because it was such a negative topic it was so hard to be able to even even deal with you know i wasn't there i didn't have family there i didn't have friends there i didn't have anybody that i was associated with that happened to be there during the shooting which i'm very thankful for but i couldn't even relate to the horrible things that happened. You know, you look at the way that Jason Aldean handled it. You look at the way that everybody else has handled it around him because Jason Aldean, thankfully, has handled it very well because he's gone in and has decided to uh, go down and go talk to all of the victims of the Vegas shooting. And so it's been really cool because he's been visiting these hospitals and going and seeing these people to start the healing process, which is good, but we don't really have that ability. We don't have the ability to go down and go talk to each of the individual victims that were that were involved in this and so when it comes to being like dealing with it on air you you don't know how to really grasp it i i didn't know how to grasp it i've never dealt with something like this you know yeah well hey, jason aldean's a prime example because the podcast is mostly about dealing with haters and criticism look at him he ran off yeah. the stage, which is what anybody, I think, would do in that situation, and people called him a coward for it. Yeah, and you see those kinds of things, and it, I'm sorry, I would have ran off the stage, too. Yeah. I, I would have, you know? What but, anybody would have done. But the, he could have been a coward if he would have just left it, but instead he went back to Vegas, and he went down there, and he went to go talk to each of the victims, and he went down to go see what he could do to help them, and see the ways that he could... Uh, benefit, you know, and he's still trying to spread positivity, spread light while he's 
while he's struggling during this, you know? Yeah, and then just back to McCall and I on that day, we, we actually did receive criticism on it. We we talked about the the incident, the massacre, the shooting during the 6 o'clock hour and just kind of tried to open up and vent about it. And, you know, one of the rules in radio is, of course, not everybody's listening all the time, so people listening at 6 o'clock aren't listening at 9 o'clock. But, you know, we agreed that we weren't going to say the shooter's name. We weren't going to glorify it. We didn't deserve it. We didn't share any of the videos because we didn't want to share that, those no. images. And so we, we talked about it. You know, McCall all for all morning long did it in her 411 and kept it light when we received a phone call because even though we're struggling to balance, we wanted to, because the debate at eight, we did dad jokes that Monday, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people thanked us because it was it was light, it was fun, it was distracting, and that's what we were going for. McCall, it was McCall's idea. It was a really good idea. Thank you. And people thanked us for that. But then, you know, McCall did a 411, and we got a phone call from someone who's mad that we didn't give him more information. And so, I mean, that's just a prime example, I think, of... And McCall and I both took that hard at the point in time because we really struggled all day long to find... A balance, and I don't. I don't think there is a perfect balance. No, because no, never. There, and and even then, we still got it from someone, and it's one person. But like, you know, we're in a some we're in a people pleasing industry. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's one person compared to many. Not to say that we don't take criticism seriously, but I think McCall can attest uh, that really bugged us. And then and we, I think, I can speak for both of us. Monday, even as the first day of the week, that whole week we were just drained. Monday took it out of us and we were done. Like, we were just cashed the rest of the week. Yeah, it was a super, it was a very heavy day, which ended up leading into a very heavy week. But, you know, when it comes to this this criticism that that we received, I, I didn't necessarily, I don't know, I didn't take it too hard because I was kind of bummed about it. I was like, well, what the heck, you know? But at the same time, I thought about it and I was like, you know, people don't listen the whole time. I guess I could have given more details. I guess that could have been something that I could have improved upon but you know when it comes to the way that we deal with things the way that I deal with things in uh specifically I pretty well take whatever people tell me as criticism if I can use it as criticism constructive criticism I'm gonna turn it into constructive criticism because I feel like since we are in a people-pleasing industry the thing that I really enjoy doing is taking the things that people have told me as criticism and if it's whether it's harsh whether it's not harsh taking the good parts of it that I could improve upon and then twisting them to become something that I can grow from something that I can learn from and that's that's the way that I actually I handle criticism that's that's something that I do when it comes to hateful negative comments I mean I agree I think that'd be the first piece of advice to dealing with criticism dealing with haters is if if you get it and you're going to see if there's something you can glean, a silver lining from it that you can take and say, okay, uh, this was their perspective and, okay, I see what they're saying here, so let me take that and the next time I can improve upon it. I was just presenting it more as an – and I, I get it. You know, you listen to us for information. I understand. I think it's just uh, my personal opinion. I thought it was distasteful because it's like – McCall and I are on the radio, but McCall and I are also people. Yeah. McCall and I are also struggling to put this into words. It's, and it's our job, so we have to figure it out. So I don't want any sympathy for it. I'm just saying it's really frustrating when we're trying to figure it out and someone's like, well, you're on the radio, so you should handle this perfectly, which I think would be my next piece of advice. Like I said, it was one person. You're not going to please everyone. No. It's just not going to happen. So, no. you know, 
do things with purpose. I think it's the saying, do things with purpose, have a reason why, think it out, plan it, do it accordingly. And so when, you know, there's if there is criticism or questions of why you did things a certain way, you have a reasonable answer. Okay, well, this is why I did it. Here's what I was thinking. This is why I did it this way. I think that would be my advice. And that's what McCall and I have kind of a plan for how we took, uh, how we delivered that show we talked about it. We kind of vented about it. We decided that in our situation, we thought people would appreciate more us kind of getting away from the topic a little bit. And yeah. that's how we decided to go about the show. We still mention it every hour to let people know because people are tuning in sort of wanting news. But that's that's why we had a plan for how we wanted to deliver the show. See, and something else that I think when it comes to dealing with negative comments or negative negativity in general, when it comes to um, hatefulness and just, you know, just random out of out of the blue hatefulness, I don't think you have to explain yourself. Like I, I personally on my own level, I'm not a kind of person that's going to explain myself if you're angry because of the way that I handled something. See, if it's if it's something along the lines of I offended you absolutely I'll apologize and I'll try and give you the viewpoint where I'm coming from but if it's something that I stand for truly as an individual I'm not going to turn around and apologize for it I'm not going to say that I'm sorry and I'm not going to try and explain to you so that it, it it makes you more of a I don't know to to make it make sense to you I don't have a problem sitting and discussing and, and explaining it and explaining the way that I think because I love sitting down and being able to ex- exchange viewpoints and uh, be able to expand my own personal knowledge when it comes to certain certain aspects of life but if it's something that that made you mad if you're not going to give me a reason why it made you mad that I can actually grow from and move forward I'm not going to try and backtrack no, I mean, I agree. If someone comes at you with just anger and vitriol and name-calling, I mean, that's where I draw the line. You can talk about in our job, we work on Facebook a lot, and so that's where I draw the line. If you if you have a, if you have something you're upset about or you have a criticism, I'll listen to you, but the minute you start calling names of, of us or other commenters, <laughs> that's where the line is because that's not, that's not solving anything, and so no. that's where I draw the line. I'm just saying, like, if someone has a criticism... That's where I come from is to have to think it out. So then when they, you know, I don't like the way you did this. Why did you do that? This And then if they decide, if it just dissolves into, well, I don't think that's the right way to handle it. I mean, if someone's not going to give you a reason to have a conversation off of don't have the conversation, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying I think it's good to have that. So if you have someone that says, well, I don't think that was the right way to do that, then you can explain it. And then maybe you can have a discussion and find, okay, well, that's a good point. I'll do that next time. Or, oh, okay, now I understand. So I see why you did it that way. I got you. Yeah. That's and when, what I meant. It, when it comes to that, I, Normally, I I ask what they do first. Um, that's that's the way that I don't know. I don't know if that's just the way that I was like it when I was working at the bank. If that's the way that that's probably what it was was just because that was the, all of our training was making sure to get their viewpoint first initially before trying to explain it. And I don't know. Maybe it's like a CYA type thing, you know, where you're covering your own butt trying to figure out how how they do it but i i agree with you i think that it's good to be able to get their viewpoint on it and um kind of discuss it because once it comes to further once it comes to discussion and having a discussion about things that you stand for things that you know people are lashing out towards you for hateful negative comments or whatever else um if again if you're not going to have a conversation with me about it and you're just going to immediately turn into name calling and hatefulness rather than actually discussing the actual what's 
what the topic is and not discussing that, then I, I tune out. No, I'm with you. I'm glad you presented it because don't, don't confuse my, I don't want anybody to confuse my statement into saying you should open up and have a conversation with everyone. There's obviously going to be people. And I don't think this is, this is anything but common knowledge. There's going to be people who don't want to have a discussion. I mean, McCall and I are more than happy because, you know, we're still very green when it comes to being in radio. Very much happy to hear thoughts from people so we can work on ourselves. I think it's something that we Absolutely. both pride ourselves on is that we we want to be the best. And so we're open to hearing criticism. But we've also both encountered people who just don't want to have a discussion. And, and that one, I think that there's I think it takes sometimes most people a couple of butting your heads against it before you realize seeing a lost cause ahead of time. Yeah. But like the the one that comes to mind is when we did we were doing Tinder Tuesday and that guy just lost it on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. They they were mad because we were talking about Tinder, but that that happened to be the dating app that AJ was using to find to find and somebody and you just, know, and it, it's just it is what it is. Some people just are angry people and you know, some people are it, it's just hard for people to um maybe step out of the box a little bit and kind of look look for different ways that things can be viewed, you know, and, and it's more of a stereotypical type thing. You look, obviously there's a lot of people who look at Tinder as a hookup site and it's very possible that it could, it can be used for that if that's what you want to be using it for. But it's also a very helpful tool if you're just looking to find somebody to date, you know? Yeah. And so it's just, it's just taking an extra step, being more understanding and being able to listen because I, I feel like that's something that I'm really grateful. My mom helped me growing up to be willing to look outside of the box. You know, whenever I'm in any sort of a situation, when it comes to hateful, negative, uh, angry things, even when it's in, in, in good situations, you know, I prefer to try and stand out as far as I can from the situation and look at it from every single perspective. You know, maybe the guy that we're dealing with is having a really hard time. Maybe his mom just got diagnosed with cancer. Maybe his wife just died. You know, maybe they're going through, maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe there's something like that. But I look at pretty well everybody's position that they could possibly be in before going in with any sort of a response. Because when it comes to those types of situations, you never know when you're going to be the only positive aspect in that person's life. And so I feel like that's kind of the, the standpoint that I take on it when I go into situations with hateful comments. I mean, I, you know, yes, I, th- I agree with you that you should have some certain understanding, but uh, let's just say hypothetically, in this scenario that's, you know, said commenter because it's on Facebook, attacks the station, doesn't really ask a question, starts name-calling, and then starts commenting on other people, starts criticizing. I mean, at some point, again, that's what I'm saying, that, yes, I we want to try and understand. I think we work in a people-pleasing industry. We're here to service our audience. So, absolutely, we want to, you know, if you have a problem, we want to understand it and improve. That's just who we are as people. It's who we are as career people and that's who we are on radio right but i think again there's just there's times where you see a lost cause before it happens and it's just you just gotta you know talking about dealing with haters there's just people that are just they're not going to give you anything to work with there's not going to be a conversation to be had and i think that yes try and be understanding but i think if you've engaged with enough people i've been doing radio for a little bit you've worked at banks we've dealt with people yeah. consistently through our working career you can spot lost causes ahead of time. And especially on social media. In person, it's one thing. Behind a computer, it's a, it's an entirely different thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that 
on that point, but I mean, I'm never will. I'm never not willing to have a discussion to be able to sit down and actually converse about, about certain issues with this, with this person that we're talking about, uh, that was a, it wasn't a very, very kind comments on ours, very kind comments on, uh, some of the commenters, some of the other listeners, um, threads that they had made. They really weren't very kind comments. You know, I, I didn't, we didn't hesitate to just delete it and just get rid of the, the post that, that had been created because it wasn't, it wasn't nice. There wasn't any, any reason to no, have it. There, there's no need to spread the negativity, but you know, some people, it's just, that's just the way that they think. And you know, don't be afraid to just delete it and disregard whatever they have to say. Honestly, there's some, there's some situations that that is the case, you know, and you, you don't have to take everybody's criticism. You know, that's well, and, uh, if, if you're looking at it from that kind of a standpoint of how you want to deal with hateful comments and how you want to deal with negativity, uh, if you want to apply it in a personal in a personal sense, that's that's no, what I, I would I be agree. my advice. I think that my I want to amend because I think what I said was kind of absolute where you don't address it. Uh, I think something that we've done a really a good job of at VFX is because we've had, you know, there's been concerns or criticism that come up. I think that what we've always done is so like if say said comment was on Facebook and it's on a wall, it's on a public post, you send them a message so that you can have a more discussion that's more focused and figured out and you send Absolutely. them a message just because the public show and whatever and it just gets hard to keep track of it. So you send them a message and say, okay, I understand you have an issue, let's discuss this. And then that's where, I think that's the minimum step you could take almost every time and then see what happens. Because honestly, uh, we've had issues too where people have, gone to Twitter and tweeted about something and then we've replied back to them and asked them okay well what I mean like they've tweeted a very generic ambiguous criticism and so we tweet them back and say okay well uh, you know what would you like us to fix what is specific is the problem and then what happens is and I think this is in general when you address it directly and I'm not saying be mean I'm just saying address it people back off because they just I think that a lot of people think behind a screen they can complain and and get attention Mm -hmm. and then it'll work but like and again i'm not saying be rude i'm not saying be negative i'm saying address me okay we hear what you're saying what would you like to fix you have a problem with you know with this okay what do you think what's your specific your problem and a lot of people you just don't hear from again that's right and you you know we genuinely want to know especially when it comes to um things that are like oh well this sucked okay well why what what sucked about it what did you not like so that we can address it and we can change and we can uh make it more more pleasing for you Necess- you know like not necessarily want to go out of our ways to make to fit everybody's needs because it's there's it's hard it's hard to be able to you know please literally everybody well i mean and but, you got to keep know, in mind too you, we have our vision for a show yeah our absolutely. program director has a vision for the show the operation manager has a vision for the station our owner has an operation a vision for the station and then each individual listener has a vision for the station so that's a lot of visions to try and fit all into one thing well absolutely but we're not we're not um you know, we're not opposed to looking at different viewpoints to be able to see what we could have improved and be able to reflect on the show and see what it was. Okay, maybe we didn't handle this one very well. Maybe we need to try this again. Yeah. You know, maybe we need to sit down and figure out how to be able to address it next time. You know, like how we were just talking about with with the conversation about the guy that comment, called in. Because, I mean, I sat down and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I probably could have given more information about what happened. I get it. It's okay. You know, and so... It, it made it makes sense, but 
you know, we're, we genuinely, when we say you can reach out to, you can reach out to us and we're going to be willing to actually have a conversation about it, you know, and that's, that's something that you can't be opposed to if you want to deal with negative comments. If you want to be able to grow as a person, you can't shut down as soon as somebody gives you negative feedback. You can't, you have to be a coachable person, somebody, you know, but you also have to know when to just disregard whatever they're saying because it's it's not helpful and it's a hurtful comment or something along I mean, those a, lines. It's a fine line. And so you have to get to a point where you can pick out that pick out that line and figure out where is worth growing and where is worth just disregarding whatever they're saying because what they're saying is not a kind comment. Yeah, I think you can I mean, I don't know, I guess, you know, if someone was opposed to the question now, you know, how do you how do you differentiate uh, name calling is a big line for me. Me too. Uh, the phone call specifically tone is an indicator, not so much a line, but it's an indicator. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think my general rule of thumb is, do they want to engage in a conversation? If you're calling and venting, then I don't think you want a solution. You just want to be mad. Yeah. If you're calling and I you're hanging really up the after line. the conversation, then it's, it's just, it's just, you know, there's there's nothing that you can actually sit down and discuss because I would have appreciated if I would have been able to continue the conversation to say, okay, well, I'm really sorry. You know, next time I'll try to be better or something along those lines. But I would I would probably agree with you. Name calling's one that I kind of shut down to, but even then, I'll take some of the you know kind of take it with a grain of salt, if you will. Just just what I could take from the conversation, say that they were, you know, saying something like, well, you're dumb at the end of the conversation. I'm not going to disregard the entire thing because there might be something in that thread that I could actually grow from. Now, if you're just coming back as a retort with, well, you're dumb, that's the end of the conversation. I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage you anymore. But if you're going to say something along the lines of, well, it's stupid for you to think that, I'm going to ask, okay, well, why? Why? Because I want to grow as a person. I want to grow, especially in my beliefs, in my, you know, there's a lot of things that I stand fundamentally for. There are things that obviously build me up as a person fundamentally. Right. But there's a lot of things that I'm willing to listen. Like when it comes to political discussions, when it comes to anything along those lines, I'm willing to sit down, have a conversation with you so that we can have an intellectual conversation. As soon as you start telling me that I'm dumb for the things that I believe, educate me, please. Like I, I'm not, don't sit there and just tell them that they're dumb because they believe something along those lines. Actually give them something that they can grow from, something that you can be educated on. Right, and I think this go. It's not necessarily every person because there's people who don't want to hear conflicting right. ideals. But I think McCall and I are very much in the camp. I mean, we talk to our program director after every show. If he has a criticism for us, then we will happily listen to it. I mean, we have our ops manager who checks in and out. We have a consultant that we work with. So right. once every three months, we sit down with him, and he makes sure to let us know what we're doing wrong. Yeah. So we're very open to hearing criticism. Our, you know, we talk to lots of people in the building. Um, uh, you know, we've talked a lot. I, I think we've given a lot of good examples of, of in specifics. I think we've given a lot of examples that we've run into, but I think that translate a little bit into real world, McCall. How about um, some advice for dealing with said criticism? Like, what what is your piece of advice? Because obviously, again, that, you know, we are subjected to be on for however many people four hours a day. Right. And that's how we're not going to please everyone. So what are some advice or wisdom when it comes to dealing with criticism either in radio or uh, just in general? 
Uh, I've got a couple of good wisdoms that I could share with this because because I me as a person when it comes to negativity and when it comes to hateful comments because I feel like I kind of I kind of dealt with some of this growing up and it was something that I used to take really harshly. I mean, I went like growing up, I went to a therapist because I had issues dealing with negativity and dealing with hurtful comments and they weren't even hurtful comments. It's just that I was such a sensitive little being that I just got so offended over everything. And I sat down with him and he... he, Something else I bet you didn't know we had in common. I went to therapy when I was a kid because I didn't tolerate losing very well. Uh, Yeah, I believe that. But I (laughs) honestly, I'm just... When it comes to hateful comments and when it comes to negative uh, feedback from people, I think one of the things that I learned was... Just to take whatever you can, you know, whatever you can as criticism, people are criticizing you for whether you're doing a really good job of it or whether they actually want you to, you know, whether they actually want to help you. Obviously, you've got to figure out how to differentiate between the two of them because sometimes people are just being mean. But if you look at it from from the standpoint of maybe they're going through a hard time. That's honestly, that's something that I grew up learning and you never know what everybody's situation is. Maybe they're just having a really hard day. Maybe they're one of the nicest people in the entire world and they're just having a really hard day. You look at it from the situation, from the standpoint that, you know, be that positive person in that person's life and being a positive influence in that person's life, you know, kill them with kindness. They, they always say that that adage is, is true, truer than anything in the entire world because you know, some people, that's just what they need is they need the attention. They want the kindness. They want the attention to be able to grow, you know, and take it take an opportunity to be able to educate them or get to know them better. Or that's, I guess that would be my piece of advice is to make sure that you're taking into consideration other people's feelings as well. Because yes, maybe they hurt your feelings, but what do you think they're feeling? Why do, why do they lash out? Is it something that's going on in their family? Is it something that's going on in their personal life? That's always something that I look at, especially when it comes to situations with unkind individuals. Uh, my biggest piece of advice would be not to take it personal. Absolutely. Uh, our PD can attest. We ran a contest shortly after I got here, and we had some uh, technical difficulties nobody could really avoid. And it ended up, uh, it didn't alter the contest. It, it, we didn't judge it wrong or anything. We announced the right winner for the contest. But second place uh, had a beef because it was it, there was a vote system that didn't work out. And so second place stuffed the ballot after the box was supposed to be closed. And uh, that whole family was not happy, would not leave our Facebook page alone for a better half a half a week. And the really frustrating thing was is once we sat down and talked to the guy that was actually was the second place winner, he was like, yeah, I totally get it. And so it was really frustrating, but I I really took it hard because it was, especially I was at a new job. It was my first big contest. It went really well. We had a lot of good turnout for it. And then we get to that part and then, just hear, oh, you guys are liars, all your frauds, blah, 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 blah. And it's something that, uh, that was the the first one, and I, I took it really hard. But that would be, just don't take it personal, especially in that case. We didn't do anything wrong, but it still bothered me because I wanted to deliver a good contest, and we kind of tripped up at the finish line. Yeah, I think taking not taking it personally is a really good point of advice. Um, I like your killing with kindness. That would be my second piece of advice. Like I said earlier, 
when people, it's like on social media specifically, what I'm talking about, when people comment or tweet you something mean, address them directly, do it politely, never stoop to their level because then you give them a reason to be upset and to say, see, always be polite, be kind, try to be understanding because again, it kind of goes back to what I said before, have a plan that's laid out. So if someone's just going to be belligerent and you're trying to be understanding and calm, well, then you can cut the conversation off. And then if ever it comes around, they're like, this person's calling a complaint. Well, here's the thread we had. You tell me who's really being the problem here. Yeah, absolutely. And and then you have then you have like proof of it. Something else that I think I would probably use as a piece of advice is I I take everything pretty lightly. I mean, I'm kind of a happy go lucky person, which you know I again I go back to when I was growing up. I was not very happy go lucky. I was I was really I was in therapy for a lot of my of my younger years because I was very just. I I was a very like down and just kind of dumpy. I don't know how to explain it. I just, I would get offended by a lot of things and I would just, I would let it bother me way too bad. And I was just very sensitive and you know, I just take everything lightly. I don't, you again, don't take things personally. It's just, I kind of am light when it comes to a lot of these, a lot of these situations, you know, and I look at it and this is going to sound weird and it's going to sound I, I don't know. The, honestly, the way that I look at situations. So a couple of years ago, I was in an accident and it was a pretty bad accident. And I honestly should have died in the accident because it was crazy. I was going maybe 65 miles an hour. I smashed into the back of a car and then it threw my car into the barricade and I should have died in this accident. But I, I hobbled away because I had two broken feet, but I mean, right. I didn't necessarily walk away, but I literally look at everything. If this is the last conversation that I'm going to have with this person, am I going to regret it? Is it something that I'm going to regret? But I always look at, I look at situations like that. I've always been that kind of a person. I always look at it from, from the standpoint of, you know, if, if me personally, if I were going to die today, would this conversation, would that person be able to remember me as a good person? And that's, that's my standpoint on it. Um, so I don't really know how to give advice on, on that, but that's always how I look at the situation. You know, if I were to die today, if this were to be the last conversation I were to have with this person, could they look back and say, okay, yeah, it was a good thing. Same thing with like when Dustin and I get in arguments, which doesn't happen very often because I look at it from that standpoint. If this were going to be the last time that I were to see this person, would it be okay? Would I be, you know, would I feel okay with the way that things got left, you know, that's, that's kind of a C cause yeah, that's, that's the way that I look at it. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, some advice on how to not take it personal to me would be, uh, leave work at work. Yeah. Um, home at home. Yeah. Make home home and then build a strong support system. So if it is something that really is bothering you, you have people you can talk to about it, you know, support system at work, support system at home. Yeah. That has, uh, that's something that's really helped me. Um, and then I guess just another piece of advice. Uh, obviously I don't think I like, I hate the phrase, which is, uh, probably jokingly with this podcast, we call haters going to hate because I feel like it's used as a crutch to just go do whatever you want. And if people criticize you, whatever they're wrong, 
but I, you do. I think you should keep in mind that again, you're, it's just impossible to please everyone. Yeah. Uh, McCall can attest. We did. I'm not gonna get into the specifics of it, but we, we did a a little thing about food on Facebook. We made a joke, and, and it's a common phrase. You, if if you meet so and so who says this, we'll get rid of that person. You don't need that person in your life. It's used, it's a very common joke. Uh, I used it. I went to the Block Fest this past week and uh, talking to Mary, who came in and talked uh-huh. to us, one of the organizers of the event. She's talking about going and getting ice cream. She's like, do you like ice cream? I said, yeah, who doesn't like ice cream? She said, well, there's some people. I said, well, don't have those people in your life. You don't need those kinds of influences. It's a joke. It's a very throwaway joke. Um, but we had someone who I can understand being a little bummed about it if, you know, hey, I didn't really appreciate it. I got that. But then we had someone who took took that and extrapolated it into all these political issues in the world. And it's just like, how did you get that from a simple post about yeah. food? Like, that's just a prime example of there's just some people you're just never going to win with. Right. So just, I think just remember that. I don't think it sh- you should use that as a guideline. That shouldn't be like anything you use to make actions. It should just be remembered if somebody comes. There's just some people you can't win with. It's just, it's how it is, unfortunately. <laughs> McCall with a yawn. I was yawning. Uh, I I don't I don't think I have any other advice. I don't think I do either. Um, be confident in who you are. One of the things that I that is one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got when I actually got this job because I was very nervous because I didn't think that these guys were going to like me. I honestly, when I moved out here, they I was like, these like guys you? aren't going to like me. Nobody's going to like me. And I was so I was so nervous to come out here because I was comfortable with what I'd done. I'd been doing it for four years. One of the best pieces of advice that I ever received was be unapologetically you. Because there's no reason that you need to apologize to anybody for the way that you are. There's nothing that you have to, you know, you're, you are, to quote Pink, you're perfect, you know. And that's something that you need to 100% be comfortable in who you are and be unapologetically you. Yeah, I said, uh, I, I would just add the caveat to that because I don't, I, I think there's a, for me there's an asterisk, but I don't want to, I don't want to rain on McCall's moment. Uh, just, just have a plan and a reason for doing it. Cause again, if you have to explain it, it's good to have explanations for it. Like, uh, you know, we, that's again, it just to me, it's, it, think about th- that's like, maybe this sounds like a paranoia thing, but just think about that, that paper trail. So, it, you know, have a reason for doing it so you can explain it and be polite if you dress people directly. So again, you can show because the last thing you want to do, especially like in our position, is just stoop down and get in an argument because then it just gives them the vindication. Like, see, I was right. You guys are jerks. You guys are inappropriate. That's, I think, a little bit more specific to us on radio, but in general, I think just if you think about that paper trail, like if it was captured as evidence, let it show that I'll be vindicated and that I did everything I could to be polite and try to address the issue. It wasn't me that was furthering the problem. Yeah, I can, I can see that standpoint. I mean... I just, I feel like if you're gonna, if you're gonna have a conversation with somebody and somebody's gonna be hateful towards you, you know, you can, you can be angry about it, but seriously, take 10 seconds after you read the comment to breathe, to read through it, to think about it, and then just, if you wanna comment back, go for it. If you don't wanna comment back, go for it. But just think through it before you make any sort of a rash decision that you're gonna regret because you made some sort of a comment that, that, made other people upset you know and I wouldn't look at it I don't know I I feel like I try what's happening I feel like I try a lot to make sure that every conversation again that I have if I were to die would it be okay 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That was one that I was thinking of and then forgot and then re-remembered that I wanted to say that uh, in responding, and this is 100% not just in radio, when responding, I think it's just a good thing to never... Not never, not necessarily never send your first draft, but never respond when you're emotional. No, and you know you can take pretty that pretty much never going to go good. Absolutely, and you can take that into literally every conversation ever. You know, when it comes yes. to you're having an argument argument with your spouse, you're having an argument with you know. If I were to have an argument with Dustin, you always have to just like think through things. You know, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Because you as a person are so much better than some of those hateful and negative and terrible emotions that you feel. Yes. And just to actually think through it and let yourself represent who you are rather than let hateful words represent who you are. Yeah. I think that's some good, good examples and good advice. Thank you. And good wisdom. And good wisdom. This has been AJ and McCaw. Drop the mic. Haters gonna hate. Thanks for listening to our podcast.